properties is the complex creation brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, you have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, man, this, whew, I can't even, I don't even know what to say um, about my excitement of making it to 100 episodes. Like, I'm just super duper proud of myself, even though um, the journey that it took to get here was very, very difficult on the emotional front, on the mental front. But I'm glad that I stuck to it. I'm glad that I am sticking to it and I'm going to continue as long as I have air in me to try to help with with my mental health, to try to help with your mental health, um, to be an example to my fellas, to feel what you feel, express how you need to express, be respectful um, and just keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Stop holding stuff in. You don't got to be so tough all the time. Like tell your kids you love them, tell your girl you love her. Like you don't got to do all that. Like, it's okay. You can be vulnerable if, if you need to be vulnerable. Uh, this last few weeks for me, I've been super duper crazy. Um, even the weeks prior, because um, what, I think we four weeks, five weeks from episode 99. So it's been a little bit. And I wanted to make sure that I got this done because next year um, I want to uh, be a little bit more consistent with, with what I'm trying to do with the business overall. So... As far as my mental health, uh, this past what month, it's been super crazy uh, for about four weeks. Complete tears, complete, complete tears just every day, a couple hours a day. I uh, think either Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, like I was like, um, I was hella emotional. I, like it just, I just was just crying, like maybe six, seven hours straight, clean baby's altar, uh, cleaned her urn off, dusted it, made sure everything was clean and just was having a moment of just like this shit crazy, right? Like I'm looking at the kids, King's bir- uh, birthday is coming and, um, you know, he gets very emotional around his birthday because he was supposed to be born on the 24th, the day that his sister passed. And so that's, that's something that he deals with. And so I have to watch out for that. I have to actually have to watch out for all the kids and their emotions about the situation. Um, they don't really talk about it much, but when they, when they do talk about it, they talk about it. And so I have to be prepared for that. I have to be, you know, at the, uh, at the drop of a dime, I have to be able to cut my emotions off and assist them with whatever they, they need assistance with. Right. But that's how it is as a father. Like, as a present father, like, you have to be able to have that self-control and understanding to uh, be able to put your, your kids first, especially their emotional uh, well-being, right? My, my goal, you know, is to make sure that I leave them better than when they was born, right? Like, they got to be better than me. So I got to teach them certain things. I got I to gotta make sure that they're okay, that they're moving right, you know? That's difficult when dealing with what I am mentally, but I'm a soldier. Um, I buckle down and, you know, through therapy, through the podcast, I'm able to kind of regulate a little bit better now. Um, it still hits how it hits and it's at, um, at times, uh, debilitating, right? Um, I'm not medic, I'm not medicated no more. So I'm raw dog in mental health, uh, for right now. 
um, just trying some other stuff to, to see what works, trying to get that, that mix of um, uh, whatever works, whatever that, that makes me feel normal, right? Because I haven't, I, I, it's so much, that, how can I say this? It's so much of me that I feel missing, whether it be mental stuff, emotional stuff, like it's just so much that I feel missing. And I work daily on trying to retain that stuff. Like my memory is super, super bad now. Um, sometimes I lose thoughts in the middle of conversations. Um, like I had, like I, like I'll be talking to somebody. Like my homegirl Blue, I'll be talking to her. I'll be like, yo, you, like you gotta bring me back. Like, like uh, I lost my thought or whatever. And it's really, it's, it's real. It's really a weird thing, right? Especially now that I know what depression, anxiety, um, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, like, especially now that I know these things alter the, the physicality of your brain, right? It alters. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex, the poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. This last few weeks have been extremely crazy, to say the least. I had a hard time figuring out uh, what I wanted the episode to, to be about. Um, I kept coming up with topics and um, scrapping them because it just didn't feel right. Like the topic didn't feel right. The wording didn't feel right. The energy didn't feel right. So like I just kept scrapping it and it was like weeks of this, like of like me starting it, feeling like, oh, okay, cool. Then coming up with a title. No, I don't like that. Um, and then even today, as I sit down and record this, I'm struggling and I, I don't know if it's the anxiety of um, it being my hundredth episode or what's been recently going on or as anxiety from what's been recently going on um in my life right december is is has been a very difficult month for me since my daughter passed in 2019 um the holidays are are not as um exciting as they used to be i mean i try to make them i try to i how can i say this I make sure that the, my kids that are living, I make sure that they don't miss nothing, right? Regardless of how I feel about the holiday season, I make sure that I'm present for my kids to make sure that they don't lose out from my emotions and, and, and my depression over losing Kennedy, right? Their kids, like, they don't really... It hits them very seldomly about their sister, right? But when it hits them, like, it's super-duper hard, and it takes a, a minute to, to realign everybody. I have to uh, put myself on the back burner um, to make sure that they are good. Um, and at this point, though, my kids are the only people that I'm going on the back burner for as a result to my mental health because they're my kids, and i got to make sure that they don't have the same strongholds, the same... Uh, uh, traumas, the same uh, trials and tribulations as I did. I'm not saying that they won't be affected in, in any way um, by the things that I that I done as a parent, like whether knowingly or, or not. But 
I know what I'm going through right now mentally. I know how depression feels. I know it's not just sadness. So I'm very aware of how I deal with um, my kids respectively, right? Because they all have um, different personalities, right? Not each of them have different personalities. I'm saying the four of them have per different personalities from each other. Um, so I have to parent them different. I have to talk to them different. I have to trust them different. I have to, uh, to, to believe in them different, right? I have to have different kind of faith in, in, in each of them. And that's difficult to deal with when, uh, paranoia kicks in, when anxiety is super high, um, when they on my nerves, it's like, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's really difficult to sit back in, in, even though it's like, I should respond this way. But I'm a chill because they, I, I know how your mind works. And if I say this, you're going to miss the whole message. And so I've been dealing with that like past few weeks on top of me trying to hide from them that I'm that I'm sad right now. Um, I try to hide from them that, you know, this is a very difficult time of year for me. You understand what I'm saying? Like it's it'll always be that way. Right. But as the years are, are progressing, um, the pain is not getting any any better. My ability to be present is is becoming stronger because of therapy, um, because of me doing the podcast and having to take notes and, you know, me studying uh, certain things like uh, when Kennedy passed away, like immediately. I start looking into the how, right? Because it's not, this is the first time that I've lost, um, me and my ex dealt with miscarriages. The shit hurt equally, right? Because you get a mental attachment, um, you start mentally planning, you know, these things and the shit, just, it hurts. Right. And so for me, it's like I'm um, I often think about the loss of like throughout my life and the importance of those losses. And I think about how I responded to them. Um, how, I think about how I responded to them and in some cases how unhealthy that response was and how that led me to. Have. I guess, a hand in where I'm at mentally, right? I, I, I said before, word to G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. Once I started to go on this journey of peace and accountability and I start pulling my shit back, I'm like, all right, cool, I could deal with that. Like, so everybody now for me, if you in my life, I got to know, like, why you here? Because if I don't know why you're here, my mind is gonna my mind is gonna put up a defense mechanism, and that could be harmful to me. I might need you for real, right? I might need you for real. I might want you for real. I might, you know, like we might got business together. If I don't know why you're here, though, my my mind don't know. Like I always say, my mind doesn't. Uh, when I'm having my depressive moments, when I'm having high anxiety, that shit don't know my kids is my kids. It just don't, right? And it's been kind of, it's been rough the past uh, month or so because my kid's been trying me, right? Especially twin, twin, he want to joke all the time. And like, it, like my guy is, no, 
I don't have time for that. Or he want to have a smart mouth. He want to huff and puff and stuff like that. Junior think he grown because he got a job and, you know, he pay his phone bill, stuff like that. No. That's not how, that's not how this work, right? And so having to deal with all the different personalities while putting my person by, by putting my stuff on the back burner it sometimes become difficult but it's my responsibility to do that from time to time so that i can show my kids how they need to maneuver through their mental health um when they're dealing with stuff i'm so grateful for having this podcast and 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 the trajectory of uh of how can i say it this podcast changed the trajectory of who I was going to be. Like, I had dealt with the Imani situation. I had dealt with my ex. I told y'all, like, that devastated my life um, for so long. For so, like, it, like it's really weird. Um, then Kennedy situation, right? And then, so on, everything happening back to back to back to back. And it's like, all right, stop. Sit your ass down. Breathe, right? At the two years after, the I cried for two years straight after my ex, right? Set my ass down. Situation happened uh, where Kennedy passed. Tragic. Me and my ex not friends. We're not talking, nothing, right? I told myself... Don't go ruin nobody else's life. Just sit your ass down. It's okay. I realized that I had to learn how to be with me. I had to learn how to not be embarrassed of me. I had to learn how to uh, uh, just believe, right? I was so hell-bent on um, my value being relationships, Right. I'm not valuable if I don't have a relationship. So I'm doing all these things to to please people like I'm scared to lose them. So I'm just, you know, not even doing what I'm supposed to do for real. Right. And not saying that I'm just some reckless guy or whatever. What I mean by that, like not loving correctly, not listening correctly, not speaking correctly. Right. It's crazy how you think you love something. How can I say this? You think you love something until you don't have it no more. And then you start learning like what it is. So I start teaching my own self. Like I don't, I'm not about to ruin nobody's life. I'm not getting with nobody. I'm not like, it ain't about that. I got to focus on these kids. I'm struggling with what I'm struggling with and I need to be made whole. Right. One therapist that, that didn't work. Cause <laughs> that didn't work. Got a new therapist. And I'm like, all right, bet. We at where we at. I like this right here. We learning, we're learning actual tangible techniques um, to calm me down, to, to break memories, um, to break down trauma, right? I'm learning these things because I'm like, I got to love me. Because for two years straight, I'm like, why she didn't love me like that? Why, 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 why the kids act like this? Like, I'm going back in my mind. Why my daughter, mom, why she hate me? Why, why, why did she have a kid with me? And then talk down on me and, and, and put me in that position of choose us or your, like, choose us or your sons. And I'm like, I'm a single parent my, with custody of my kids. I'm confused. How you, like, I'm thinking about all this stuff. 
I think about it all all the time. Like, dang, like, like, am I that bad of a guy? Like, 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 where is my help? Why can't I or like why can't I be in a relationship where I feel safe when I when I lay down? Like what like what is that about? Right? I get that finally messes up. But still, I'm like, all right, what else you gotta work on? So anything for me, anything that I'm saying, like anything I say to my kids, right? Oh, you got an attitude problem or this or that. Or anything I say to my exes, like, oh, I feel like this, I feel like that. Now I start asking myself those questions. Why do you talk to yourself like that? Why do you speak of yourself like that? Right? Why do you, why are you insecure about this? I tell you guys all the time, I'm for the streets. But I'm for the streets or I was for the streets because of insecurity of I have all these kids. Help would be great, but I don't need it. But I know how it comes off in the dating world. I'm 40. I don't have time for that. My oldest is about to be 17 in March. My youngest, um, my youngest living is nine. Right? All four boys live here with me. They like they've been with me for a long, long while. Just me, Dolo. Knowing that, I purposely don't be trying to date for real. I purposely don't be trying to waste people's time for real. But more importantly, I don't feel safe with nobody in that space except for one person. I don't talk to her. I hadn't talked to her because I had to let that shit go because it had became my identity. And it's weird because while it was becoming my identity, I never looked for her. I never like stalked her social media. Uh, we don't have, we, we don't have mutual friends and stuff like that. So I never did that type of stuff. I just healed. Right. I just went on the process of, all right, I'm out to heal. Like, I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting for nobody. Uh, I'm not waiting for her. Not like, I'm just not, not waiting. I'm just chilling though. Cause I want to be holding myself. I want to date me. I want to feel good about me. I want those insecurities to go away from me. Right. So started at, started at the beginning of the year, 220 pounds. I didn't like, I didn't like that. Got down to 190. I still didn't like that. Got down to 179. I'm like, all right, now we cooking. Right? Now we cooking. Now your boy is back. You know, got my swagger back a little bit. Still got some, still got some some space to go. But I'm healing. I'm back feeling like I'm finding a motherfucker. Try me if you want to. I'm back feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm intelligent. I'm back feeling like I have something to offer. I'm back feeling like I'm great. I'm a king. I don't need nobody to tell me no more. Right? I didn't, I didn't even know that. How can I put this? I'm not a person of kudos. Unless you are hard on me for my wrongs you have if you are if you go out of your way to point out my wrongs then you have to go out of your way to point out my rights or it's gonna feel lopsided and i'm gonna feel away 
Now I don't give a fuck about none of that. Because I did my healing. I stood alone. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Right. So as I'm as I'm trying to get my topics together and I'm feeling how I'm feeling and I'm realizing that I am the prize for myself. It is my responsibility to make myself whole so that if I enter someone's life, I'll be a benefit to them. If they come in my life and leave, I still won't be affected. When I was younger, I'm for like like my relationship is my identity. Like I'm trying to be in your skin. Like I'm like that's that's me. But I'm doing all that without understanding. I'm doing all that without understanding the the connection that is that is creating um not realizing that if the connection is broken, how detrimental it's going to be to my life and so I healed and I still heal and I keep going and going and I made life about me. Fuck them kids. I got lost in that. My kids don't be, they don't, listen, they do their own thing at all times. Right? When they, it's certain times that they'll just come in my room and they'll all pile in my bed or pile on the floor. We just sit and watch movies or they just sit and watch movies and I'll be in the bed asleep. That's quality time. We don't kick it like that. Like, we, we have our conversations to and from school or we have our conversations while we at the park or at the games, whatever, whatever. But, nah, I had to dead that shit. Because I need, like, I'm, I'm raising human beings. I need to see who you guys are. I can't be helicopter parenting, y'all. Like, I used to, I did that shit for so long out of fear. But then I had to start living for me. I had to reconcile in my mind that I'm okay by myself. I tell people the worst thing that ever happened to me is that I realized outside of a relationship that I could take care of me and my kids dolo. I don't harass my son's mom for child support. I don't harass, I don't harass nobody. I don't harass nobody for no help. I just work overtime if I need it. it is what it is. Because I got I, I have to know that I could do that. I have to know that I could, like, if everybody turned on me today, because I'm not trying to act like my kids don't have people who love them. But for me, I needed to do that shit by myself. I needed to get a place by myself. I needed to get a car by myself. I needed to do these things by myself for myself so that I could be okay. See, we, we, we get lost and we're trying to do things to please people, to look a certain way, even for the kids. And we don't realize how, how unhealthy that that is. And as I go through, through my mental stuff and I be trying to figure out this and figure out that, I start realizing that well, I'm doing that for you. You don't care for real. Why am I going out of my way to have this high level of awareness and talk to you and speak to you and try to teach you and try to lead you and you don't care for real, right? And you not caring, I'm saying that loosely because it could be that you just not prepared to be in that spot. I talk about often, we got to stay out of these spots that we don't belong in. 
right? Sometimes we stay in relationships too long. Sometimes we leave relationships too soon. That goes for friendships, too. That goes for work, too. You have to know you. If you are operating on other people's understanding, you're going to keep on moving chaotically. I realized that. I found me. I was that my my ex was my identity. My kids, my identity. My work, I, I bruh, I, I'm telling you, I'll beat this dead horse until I don't have no air in me. I would work six days a week, six in the morning to six uh, five thirty six at night, then go go to work on Saturdays for five to eight hours. Four to eight hours, I'm sorry. For what? Because my mind is like, all right, work. Like, you got kids, just work. But that's me. I'm not asking nobody for help. I don't give a damn. I'm not altering, I'm not, I'm not altering my stance on that either. People, if people want to help, they're going to help. If they, if they mother want to do something, their mother's going to do something. If my mom sent, like, my mom was, uh, uh, was sending them something, in a heartbeat. My brother sent him something in a heartbeat. Um, my boy Matt, he sends them bags of clothes in a heartbeat. But I'm not asking nobody for nothing because I have my own identity now, right? They have their own identity now because as I'm healing in the space that I'm in, I'm teaching them. They young. They don't, I'm teach. I'm I'm 40 and I'm teaching them what I'm going through and I'm showing them what I'm going through so that they're 17, 16, 15, 12, and soon to be 11. Wait, no. King will be 13 next week. So, yeah, soon to be 13, soon to be 11. They're going to be well ahead of their time as a result to their mental health as they mature because I'm not hiding nothing from them. When I have my bad days, like I snapped on them yesterday. Not only am I not medicated, I don't even be eating for real. So my moods be super duper crazy. But the thing is, is that I'll catch it. And I'll hit them up. Hey, man, listen, my apologies I shouldn't have said it like that. Y'all, y'all are working my nerves, but the way that I said it, I can't, I can't talk to y'all like that. Like that, that's not cool. And they'd be like, all right, cool, Dad, appreciate it, yada, yada, whatever. I make sure that I make sure that if if I show fault, I also show them apologies. Face to face, no, no gaslighting, no, oh, you know, you all right? None of that shit that used to have wheels little. You know that hurt me more than it hurt you? Nah, that shit hurt me. And I tell, I don't like talking to y'all like this. Y'all, y'all, y'all be trying me. And see, with, with, with lion cubs, they be testing the waters verbally. They be testing the waters with their mannerism and stuff like that. And I be having to tell them, like, hey, man, y'all was born here in, in suburban Arizona. I have been stabbed, shot at, jumped, my throat sliced. Um, I've been arrested. Like, I've had to survive, bro. Like, try me if you want to. Like, like I've had to tell them that. 
I'm like, y'all don't know 20 year old me. Y'all don't know 70 year old me. Y'all know that this man, y'all know this man that is trying to get into heaven. Y'all know this man that's trying to, that's trying to love, that's trying to teach y'all, that understands that y'all have uh, uh, so much life to live, but you have to have your mental right. And so as I'm having these arguments with them, I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Like, here we go. Cause these are, these are, these are new things for, especially for me, because again, people who know me and stick close to me as a parent, it's like, I've always let my kids be free always, um, as a result to how we communicate with each other. And a lot of people don't like that, but now it has, it helps me as a parent. I don't have to wonder like my, like, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this, but I have to drive the point. I let my kids be so free to me that sometimes they, they slip up. Right. And twin, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that part. Twin be doing stuff and he be forgetting that I'm his dad because how open we communicate. And so sometimes I have to stop him like, bro, you, that's, you crossed the line. Like, don't, don't, don't go there. We're not that cool. We're never, we're never going to be that cool. I, when I go in my room, I'm like, dang, that's crazy that, that he feels like we're that cool, that he could, he could say that type of stuff. That came from me healing. That came from me understanding that, hey, you have a, uh, you have a mental health issue that could spiral out of control if you don't take care of it. But you also have four kids that be pressing you to the max. And if you don't learn how to talk to them, if you don't learn how to uh, maneuver through time with them, it's always going to be this way. And so knowing that that forced me to heal in a way in that area of my life that I'm just grateful for. I say all the time, Kennedy, Kennedy, uh, she left me so much without ever breathing on earth without ever seeing the light, without ever hearing my voice. I remember just holding her deceased body and just feeling like, damn, this is crazy. And so much shit popped in my mind of the urgency to do the shit that I say that I, uh, I'm going to do, the urgency to be the person that I say that I'm going to be. Like after Kennedy uh, passed away, everything clicked for me. Started my business, started the podcast, started healing, started studying mental health, started studying stillborn um, um, rationale. Like, I just start studying. I wasn't worried about no relationship, wasn't worried about work, wasn't worried. Just start studying because I needed to heal. I needed to make sure I was good because my kids watching and they going to need me soon. They going to need me. And I need to be available to them. It's checkpoints that, that I have put in place for them that, of course, some I failed. A lot I failed. I'm not even going to hold you. A lot of checkpoints that I put in place for my kids, like I wanted them to be at a certain level of maturity by now, um, both emotionally and mentally. I, want them, I wanted them to, especially my older two, I wanted them to, you know, understand finances, understand work, understand relationships and stuff like that. I don't want to come off as... Um, 
how can I put it? I don't want to come off as this stoic person to them because I've gone through what I've gone through and I'm emotionally just exhausted. Right? So we sit down and we have our conversation. What you think about this? What you think about that? Any move I make in in my life since they've been born. I remember they was four. Uh, uh, Kev was like five. Kiana was four. I think King was three. I set them down like, hey, we about, we about to move. Like, this is what we about to move to, da 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 And they just looking at me like, like, they don't know what's going on. I've been doing that since they can understand me talk. So now that they're older and I'm like, yo, what about what you think about moving here? They'll be like, yeah, no. If I'm about to get in a relationship, hey, listen, man, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to see what's that, what's that. Either they gonna be like, nah, I don't do that, or they gonna be like they are now, like, hey, bro, you fumbled, you need to figure that out, right? I don't get that without healing. I don't get that relationship with my kids without me going through what I what I went through to want. A healthy relationship with them for real right because it's always been a great relationship but was it really because we never really talked about nothing I really never I never really questioned them about anything they never really questioned me about anything we just day to day right but over this past six years now nah, we in the muck now we got we we in this together Right. Because as I'm healing, y'all got to heal because y'all because whatever trauma I gave to, to them, especially that first year. Listen. The two years that I cried over my ex and the, the first year of losing Kennedy, I'm surprised that these kids still fuck with me. When I tell you those three years alone was just like y'all figure it out. I, I I don't know. I don't know my left from my right right now. So I know I failed them them three years, but I put in so many good years before that that it didn't lose them, right? And and when I say failed, I don't mean failed like I was abusing them or anything like that. I just mean that I was completely distant, completely like it was it was a job at that point. Like parenting was a job. Like all right, take you to school, get you back. Uh, cook real quick. We don't have to have no conversation, anything like that. I failed them, right? Once I realized, oh shit, you turning them into who you was as a kid. Not gonna happen. Not on my watch. In this journey that I'm on with showing these kids who they are, I found myself. I found myself in a way that I needed years ago. I've always been a person of uh, high achievement, right? I used to always get good grades, really good at football, really good at track. Um, I know this sounds cocky, but I knew the moment I picked up that pencil and wrote that poem in Mr. Gonzalez's English class in 10th grade, I knew how amazing I was at writing poetry and expressing my feelings. I knew it, but I never said it. People, they talk about their accolades all the time. For me, I never talk about it. I 
always felt like if I talked about it, it's cocky, it's arrogant or whatever. But I'm so quick to say I failed. Oh, my marriage failed. Oh, my relationship with my daughter failed. Oh, my relationship with my ex failed. I love her so much. And da 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 da. Oh, my kids. Da. Like, I'll tell y'all my failures all the fucking time. I never tell y'all my achievements. And y'all, I mean, like the, like the world in general, people around me. I never tell people my achievements. I'm not telling you the bad part because I want pity because that shit's annoying. But it's just something that was in me that I'm just like, nah, I don't, I don't need to, to say that. But I have 100 episodes of a podcast for free. And I love it. I have four poetry albums out. I did that. Vulnerable, loving, pain, hurt, emotion. Not embarrassed by any of it. I did that. I got a whole ass shoe company. I did that. An apparel line. I did that. I'm an author. I did that. My kids stay on the honor roll. They did that, but I be on their ass. So we did that. But you see what I'm saying? I have so much going on. I have so much going on on the positive side. But I be so afraid to say it because people, they get to nitpicking. They get to nagging. They, oh, you're arrogant. Oh, you're cocky. Oh, well, yeah, you have, you have this, but it ain't making this type of money. Or, yeah, you have that, but you're not getting this type of exposure. And it's like, fam, listen. I haven't put a gun in my motherfucking mouth and blew my brains out. I lost my three stepkids. I lost my three goddaughters. I, my oldest daughter lost that situation. My youngest daughter is dead. Three failed relationships in a row. Person with a weaker mind, it'd be over. A person with a higher chemical imbalance, I, I, I want to retract that statement of a weaker mind. Please forgive me for stating it that way. A person with a higher chemical imbalance would, would end it all. They wouldn't know what else to do. In the hardest time of, in the hardest time of, of me, I, uh, I, I'm grateful that my imbalance is not that high to where that's something that crosses my mind. I'm not going to hold you. Death constantly um, crosses my mind, but not me, me doing it myself, right? It's so much darkness, so much. I tell so much darkness. That's why I always tell you I get to the fucking light. You have to. You are the light and light or darkness. Excuse me. Light does not need permission to shine. It just shines. It just shines. So we have to start being able to just shine. I, 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 I know it's difficult. I know we go through what we go through. I know we, the world is against us. I know we feel like, you know, um, I know we feel like 
like everything is on our back. I know we feel like we can't make it out, but we can. As long as we breathe and we have another day to fight, it's like every day I'm grateful that I wake up because it's another day for me to reconcile another trauma, another trial, another tribulation. It's another chance for me to believe in me. It's another chance for me to have hope that I'm going to get to that space where I need to get to 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 feel uh, 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 complete or, or not complete, but to feel whole again, right? Because there's different levels of being whole. You have to get to a point to where you are whole within yourself and then, all right, what's next? What do I, what is missing now, right? Because for me, for me, I was getting lost in the identity of relationships. I was getting lost in the identity of parenting. I was getting lost in the identity of work. I, like I was those things. I wasn't going to work. I was work. I wasn't being a parent. Like I'm living at, like that's just what it is. I wasn't in a relationship. I am the relationship. Like that's how my emotions was working because I didn't know no better. Every day I start looking myself in the mirror. I love you, Kevin. I love you. You're okay. You're going to make it through this thing. Whatever, whatever the thing was, you're going to make... I, every day I did that shit. I remember it was a day, like, I couldn't even look myself in the eyes in the fucking mirror. I was so uh, uh, insecure about who I was as a human being because I didn't know no better. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know how I, I wanted to be loved. I didn't know I needed to be loved. I didn't know... It's certain shit that I just didn't know, Right? I didn't know that I like, uh, well, let me not say that because, yeah. It's something about when the right person says they're proud of you. For me, that fucks me up. And I never, I never knew that, right? Because I do so much just normally, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. I don't, I don't be tripping. Motherfucker told me they was proud of me and I almost fainted. Straight up, not even like I was so flabbergasted, like, wait, excuse me, what is that? What is that feeling? What is that emotion? I didn't understand it. I didn't. But now I do. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, you, you definitely got it. You, you, you definitely got to tell me uh, uh, you're proud of me. Definitely. Definitely have to acknowledge. Um, and not as a. Uh, not to, to gas my ego, but just so I know that you paying attention that I'm working hard. Because we get lost in that, right? We get lost, oh, you're supposed to go to work. No, 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 I'm supposed to go to work, but I'm not supposed to be, I'm not supposed to be doing this shit. Until I found out and, and understood the importance of, of being, it was difficult. And I said things aren't difficult now, but the way I move now, the way I feel now, the way I see now, it's different. All that shit that, that I used to deal with, all the, the ways, the mannerisms, the things that I used to have, like my mind is just completely different. My peace is non-negotiable. If you're here to confuse me, I guarantee you, guarantee you, we gonna go on a whole goddamn confused confusion war. Cause I'm gonna ride along with you. I'm not even gonna tell you. I know you here to trying to confuse me. I'm just gonna go with you. And I'm just gonna do random shit that's gonna confuse you more 
because you think you you know this or you think you know I'm just on, that's just where I'm at now. We gonna all be in the circus together. I couldn't do that before because I was unaware of what it was. Like I had to uh, again, I had to learn over the years that speaking on my triumphs what didn't me, make me arrogant. It didn't make me mean. It didn't make me egotistical. It didn't make me um, any kind of way. But also in 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 all of it, I realized that so much of who I am is birth and pain and chaos. My poetry hits because of the pain that I'm able to express. The podcast hits because of the pain and the emotions I'm able to express. I hate being in that space. I hate it. But everything that I have, every battle, every uh, every war that I that I've won, I got it from that space. I got it from pain. I got it from hurt. I tell y'all all the time, it sucks, but pain is always the thing that's going to push you to the next level. It's going to push you to the next thing. Like when you have comfort and you have peace, you're not really learning for real. Like you have it, like that has to be a learned behavior to want to learn while you're in peace. Our minds are not wired that way. Our minds are wired to only elevate in chaos, only elevate in failure. Otherwise, we just going to stand still. I learned that. And so I said, okay, I need to get peace within me. So what I did, I start breaking down priorities of my hurt, right? I had to reconcile the hurt that I that I have had from my father, my biological father. I had to reconcile the hurt with, with the altercations and disagreements with my mother. I had to reconcile the hurt of my relationships. I had to do that. I had to face that. Why are you mad about this? Why does this hurt you? Yada, yada. Like, I really had to do that shit. I really had to relive the things in my head. And again, I don't want to make it seem like there was this like outrageous level of abuse or yada, yada, whatever. But it was some stuff in there in my childhood, in my teenage years that shouldn't have fucking happened. There's some things that's been said to me that shouldn't have been said to me that I didn't even realize I remembered until I started going down this journey. Again, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I'm completely healed, but I am leaps and bounds different than what I was six years ago, four years ago, two years ago. Every day I get up, I try to make a difference in me first. If I tell you I love you, I mean that shit because I love me. If I tell you I got you, I mean that shit because I got me. I'm not wasting fucking words no more. If I say it, I mean it. I tell my kids, hey, if you say you're going to do it, do it. Just do it. It doesn't matter. Okay, you said you were going to do it this morning. You didn't do it. Okay, I need you to do it right now. Not for me, so that you can start telling yourself the truth. That was the hardest pill for me to swallow is realizing that I was lying to myself. Like, fuck lying to somebody else. 
You ever tell yourself you're going to do something? You ever tell some, some uh, tell yourself that, nah, like, I don't care what happened. I'm never going to do this. And then that happens, and then you do that thing? Because I'm so aware of me, that should be hurting me. Nobody, nobody has to tell me nothing about accountability. The moment I do something outside of who I say that I am, oh, my God. The tears be flowing. Why you do that to yourself? You said, you said. Like, people don't know that shit. People don't, like, it's, it's people out there who really be feeling bad for disappointing others. Not solely for the disappointment, but because they said that they, I, would, I love you so much, I'll never disappoint you. And we get to talking like that. We get to talking sweet, uh, the sweet nothings and shit before you go through something. I be telling people I mentor, oh, I'll do anything. To, hey, man, listen, quit telling these people you love them with all your heart until something happened. I'm telling you that shit from experience. Quit telling people that because when something happened, you're going to have to you're going to have to face that. You're going to have to face it. I'm listen, listen, fam. I'm 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 I've been there. I've experienced it, but fortunately for me, I live in unconditional love. Even before, like, even before the diagnosis of depression, I always lived in unconditional love. Didn't matter what anybody did. It, it, it doesn't matter, right? Either I'm going to isolate from you because you did something so drastic and I'm like, all right, bet. I still love you. Like, it's certain people that I, I will not talk to day to day. But if they call me for a need, I'm going to be there. I'm not going to judge them and say, why are you calling me for the need? I'm going to be there to the best of my ability. And then we can never talk again. Because that's me. I said I loved you. I said you was my friend before. I said we we were this. I said we were that. I believe that for myself, so I'm going to stand on it. I don't care. People be getting mad. They'll tell you, hey, why you keep forgiving that person for this and that? But they'll get on your case and judge you for being forgiving and, and, and wanting to have some type of connection with things. Like, sometimes people hurt you because they're mature. Sometimes people hurt you because they don't even realize that it hurt that bad. They just doing shit. Why? Because they don't have a foundation of loving themselves and they don't have a foundation of caring for themselves in the way necessary. So they give that out to other people. The problem with life is that people think forgiving means reconciliation. People think apology, uh, uh, apologies mean reconnection. And that, it, it don't. And you have to be strong enough to understand that. You have to. If you have to to sit down and and get away from your kids and get away from relationships and uh, uh, take a lighter load of work, you need to do that shit so that you can see who you are. I didn't know who I was in my relationships. Nobody taught me how to be a, a husband, but I present husband energy. They, it, listen, there ain't a woman that I've dealt with that can say I didn't present husband energy. I don't know how to do, like, all I know how to do is give my all. 
right? I, there is some, clearly there are some flaws in there because I'm sitting dolo. <laughs> clearly. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's any type of, of perfection my way, but what I'm saying is I'm, I'm aware now. I'm aware that I can't be in this chaos. I'm aware that I can't be in this pain. I'm aware that I can't control nobody else's emotions. I got to control my own. I have to allow them to control their own. I have to let them be who they're going to be, right? My kids included. I take protection and providing so fucking seriously, never realizing I was doing it incorrectly. So I sat down. I don't like, nope, I don't know how to protect. My my idea of protection is because I'm from the streets. My idea of providing is I'm gonna give you everything and leave myself with nothing, knowing that in your mind, I'm good because I'm I'm just doing this, right? I never told nobody how much I was struggling helping them. Just went to work and got a, caught a few more shifts. I didn't care. I was placed on this earth to 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 be a light. I was placed on this earth to help. I was placed on this earth to fucking love. And whatever that means. But I had to, like, it was going so left because I kept giving it all away. I wasn't showing myself no self-care, um, I wasn't showing myself no love, uh, no under, super hard on myself. Just, wow. And that affected my relationships. I said multiple times, like, I've been dealing with depression for, I want to say since I was a child. But when you're a kid and, a, and, and all your family is church people, like, it ain't depression, it's the devil. Um, everything. And so I just thought I was sad. You know, when I would be sad, it was like, all right, cool. Um, I was raised to think that, like, depression was sadness. And not saying, like, my parents was was actively saying you're just sad you're just sad it's just that when you're a kid and you have those emotions it's always something different like nobody ever really thought about that and I'm not saying just my parents I'm saying you know kids around the neighborhood kids at school whatever I don't think they was aware of what depression really was and that a child can be depressed I don't I just really don't think so um I really didn't have, I, I had no idea how severe my depression was um, until my last relationship. I would have these moments and uh, we would have conversations like, we, I, I would have these moments to where I was shut down, um, not realizing I'm shutting down, right? I'm thinking I'm active and I think I'm, I'm a part of everything and stuff like that. Not realizing I'm, I'm shutting down, pushing away, or uh, my, my verbiage has changed, my, my mood is changing toward, I had no idea. Um, my ex would tell me, like, yeah, that's, that's what that is. 
And we've had conversations where she was like, yeah, you know, I tried my best to, to, I tried my best to help you through those moments. And it's just like, well, shit, how did, fuck did you know? Cause I sure didn't like, I sure didn't know. Like I'm, okay, I think I'm just that. Or I, like, I be going through through de- depressive moments, and I be like, I'm I'm sad cause cause I gotta go grocery shopping. <laughs> like I'm sad because I don't got no money. Like no fool. Like this is a real issue that you need to get looked into. Never did. She handled me very very well. I think like. A lot of reason of why I hold on to her or I held on to her for so long is because it was it was shit beyond relationship stuff, right? It was like we wasn't we wasn't uh, married, right? But when I tell you she was moving in a way that said wife, it was it was absolutely crazy to me. Well, in hindsight, in real time, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you care about me, you know, and I'm talking, like, spend a night at the hospital with me. Like, well, when I'm having my depressive spurts. And I appreciated it. I hope that I expressed it in real time that I appreciated it. Um, but, yeah, it was her that brought it to my attention. So it made it easier to accept when I finally, when I finally said, okay, something's for real wrong. Um, and I did my intake, um, at the therapist or actually I did my first intake at my actual doctor and they was like, "Mm, yeah, you need to go see somebody. Um, and then I did my actual intake with the therapist and they was like, yeah, that that's uh, clinical depression. And I was like, oh shit. Like she told me that years ago, like years ago. At this point, like, because I just, I think 19, no, because when I got back, it was 2020, because when I got back from handling uh, Kennedy is when I started, um, is when I started therapy. And she had, so that means that she had told me at that point, four years prior, five, six years prior, maybe, that it was depression. And so when I when I did the intake, it it, it was easier. But through that whole time, like where I, I was just raw dog in my mental health. I just was like whatever. Like I don't I don't know again because that's how we're raised, especially as black men. Ain't no depression, like ain't no sadness, ain't no crying, ain't no emotions. Get out there, work, take care of your family, kill a bear, skin it, chop up the meat, sell it, fill the bear, like Ah, like shit like that. That's it. That's it. We're not taught. We 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 we're not taught to maneuver that way. And so I'm trying to change it up. That's why I do the podcast. Hey, cry if you have to. I'm not saying I'm not saying cry, like about everything. But when that emotion hit, cry. listen, let me tell you something. I'll go in the backyard and look at the stars and tears get to flowing and it'd be the best thing in a fucking world to just get that release out. Like, it's just, it's the best thing in the world. And the same side, I wish somebody would try me, right? Because people, I don't know why when men cry, people see softness. 
when men are emotional, it's like like people want to try you and stuff like that. And that's how people die. That's why for me, I'm big on being emotional. But I'm also big on letting people know, hey, man, I got kids and I'm going to give back to my kids at all costs. I'm not going to ruin my kid's life. Like, that. again, that's another reason why I'm sitting still. I'm not about to bring women in and out, in and out, in and out. I'm not going to do that shit. My kids have seen, like, my kids have seen me hurt enough over relationships. My kids have only seen two, two women outside of their mother. And even then... They only saw me with one woman, like, actively in love. After that, never again. Not, they, I won't even speak to a woman in front of them. It had just come to that. But that's a mental thing. And so as I'm out here and I'm, I'm going through the stuff mentally and, like, I'm realizing, oh, crap, this is depression, this is this. Because it was, it was three years in a row, Right. Three years of some type of wild diagnosis that was uncurable, things that I still go with, but they're manageable, right? So now my mind is saying, damn, I got all these kids. Now I have health issues. Now the woman that's helping me and the woman that I feel complete with now like I said, she did something that I felt affected me. I did something that affected her. I thought we was going to talk about it. And fam, listen, that shit did not happen. And I did not think that shit through. I didn't think about the aftermath. I didn't think about what I was going to uh, uh, lose after that. I didn't think about what the kids was going to lose out of that. Like, it just was just like, all right, fuck it. Because I went through that, I'm different today. I know better. I lied to myself and said I was away, and I wasn't at the time because I didn't know how to be at the time. Right? Nothing I ever did to her or, or how that ended in any of my relationships. Actually, now, like, that shit don't be mattering, me, mattering to me for real. It matters what I did. It matters how I got to look at myself. I told y'all, it's hard for me to look at myself in the mirror just with insecurities, but I'm fine as fuck. I, like, bro, listen, I'm fine. I can fight good, and I, I, and I sex good, and I'm intelligent. But I had so many insecurities because how do I get to those points? How do I know I'm handsome? How do I know I'm sexy? How do I know I sex good? How do I know I fight good? Because I got I to gotta figure it out for me, right? Journaling, talking to myself, working out, looking in the mirror. You feel me? <laughs> one time for the one time. These are all things that affect your mental health. You got to fight through it. You have to be able to deal with you first, so I stopped raw dogging my emotions. I got on meds and then I got off meds because the meds were not calculated correctly and I refused to feel how I felt on the meds. Um, 
So I'm trying alternative situation to see if that helps more. Um, who knows? But all I know is I'm still on the road of healing. I'm still on the road of being honest with myself. I'm still on the road with loving on myself. You feel me? Like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I know you see my face. Yeah, I cry. Yeah, I be going through my, my, my moments of, of depression. But when I get the fuck out that fog, you in for a, a, a whirlwind of, of, of peace, of love, of, of, of well-being, right? I often talk about um, how I isolate. And I don't think I ever really be going in detail as to the why. Things get so overwhelming when a lot of people are involved. Your thoughts get lost in everything. You want to make sure you please this person and uh, agree with that person, believe in that person, and you get, you, you, the more and more you're pushing out, the more you're taken away from you. And if you are dealing with people who are not givers like you, you're going to struggle. And you're going to struggle bad, especially if you are dealing with mental health issues. I, like me and my brother always talk um, about how we believe everybody goes through or has a, a mental health issues. Like my thing is, I, I, I believe that I always had depression, right? Just because how life was. I was a sickly kid, always in the hospital, stuff like that. Like, um... I'm the youngest, so that's a whole different story of, of, of life. Um, me and my eldest brother, like, we love each other, but we don't have a real relationship, never really had. Like, since I've been an adult, like, I don't even know when the last time I talked to him for real. Like, it's so much stuff that, that be happening in life that we just, that we just don't, we don't talk about it. And so for me, with that, um, with the discrepancy with my mother, the, the lack of fathering for real uh, with my biological father, that turned me into a person that I wasn't prepared to be for real. It turned me to a facade of, of what I thought I should be. I took the pieces that, that I uh, are based my life off what I didn't want from my mother, what I didn't want from my brothers, what I didn't want from my uh, biological uh, dad, uh, what I didn't want from my father that raised me. Like I took those things and I, I mixed those things that I didn't want and I gave them to me, feeling like if I do the opposite of that, I'll be the best version of, of who I could be. And I was not horrible. Let me not say horrible, but I lacked a lot of understanding. Even before this mental stuff, I lacked a lot of understanding. But I took those six years, I set my ass down, right? I took a six-year period of making sure that I didn't emotionally connect to anything. I didn't do that with hopes of being in a relationship with anybody. I didn't do that with hopes of gaining anything other than peace. I wanted like I wanted so much to love properly. I wanted so much to understand properly. Like when you lose love, like for real, for real, like 
I'm not trying to be funny at all. Twilight is one of my, like, <laughs> whatever. Twilight is one of my favorite little series, right? I never understood or I never agreed with the imprinting, right? Quote, unquote. Um, because of how it was set up in this, like, my mind was just, it, it, it threw me off. But then I feel like I imprinted on my ex. I say that because how hard we used to pray together and for each other, right? And then we had been apart for so freaking long, um, but it was still intense. Anytime I thought about it, it was intense. I told you two years crying, it was intense. Talking to my, like, talking to my brother, right? My, this, is my, this is my brother who I, who, who I tell y'all is like my father. And he's listening to me, like hurt. I don't understand, bro. I love her so much. Well, peanut, boom, 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 boom. It is what it is. Like both of y'all did whatever y'all did. Like you gotta, you gotta eat that. I know, but I just miss her so. Two years. Like I said, I sat down and I'm like, all right, cool. Nah, I can't, I can't connect to nobody. I can't do long, I can't do long, uh, long-term leases. I can't do like, ah, I, I, I can't do it. I didn't want to ruin someone. I didn't want to put anyone in a position to, uh, be able to obtain the love, the genuine love that I have. I didn't want, I didn't want to ruin nobody. I'm not saying I'm waiting for my ex. I'm not saying I waited for my ex, but I knew that I never wanted to feel like that again. I said that shit and I meant it. And I never felt that way again. I never opened up my heart again like that. Cause that shit dangerous. It's not dangerous from the other person. It's dangerous for you if you don't understand what you are doing, what you are putting out. Listen to me when I tell you this. I am no one's boyfriend. I, I never knew how to be a boyfriend. I never knew how to be a boyfriend. I only knew how to be a husband. I'm immediately coming in like, all right, I'm protecting, I'm providing this, that, that I'm immediately. We're not waiting two months, three months, 90 days. If you don't get your ass out of here, I'm royalty. You royalty. I'm immediate. I'm going to give you all of me, friendship, relationship, work-wise, so you can see how intense I am and you can tell me, hey, fam, listen, this is not going to work. You're a bit much. All right. Thank you for telling me. But I'm not changing. Because it's me. I don't want to waste your time. I don't give I don't care if it's two weeks. You're gonna get all of me for 14 full days, period. So that you can have an idea, hey, this what this this what the rest of my life gonna be built on. This man is very very intense. This man loves really really hard. He moves very very uh, uh, um, direct and very intentional. It is what it is. If it's too intense, say it, because that's what it is. I don't know how to be a boyfriend. I don't. Never have. 
don't even I, I don't even care to try but because I know that I've been chilling I sat down like my if there was a quote if there was a quote that like <laughs> that explained who I have been in the past six to eight years it's from heat and it says, don't let yourself get attached to anything you are not willing to walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you feel the heat around the corner. And let me tell you something. I ain't attached myself to not near nada. I would be lying if I said that that was remotely okay, though. <laughs> it may not be okay to other people. But I have reconciled that it's okay with me. And I'm very open up front with friendships, with relationships, with work. I'm very, very open. Hey, this is who I am. This is how I move. If you don't like it, tell me now. I'm not going to argue with you at all about who I am. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be disrespectful. But I'm not changing who I am. I'll compromise, but changing, no. I won't do it. I won't do it. The reason why that shit started, like I realized that living like that with that lack of attachment or whatever, or having that mind state that, all right, I'll, I'll fool with you, but just understand that like I'll, I'm ready to go. It start building my ego back up and I'll be goddamn if I get back to that egotistical person that I was. And I wasn't even an arrogant, egotistical person. It's just that I know my thought process when I go there. It took me so long to kill my ego um, and learn uh, other avenues of unconditional emotion, right? I was unconditional before, but now it's like um, I've performed so many ego deaths within myself and just really checking myself and, and uh, drawing the line between um, arrogance and, uh, and praise, I guess. Like, really drawing that line of, like, it's one thing to praise yourself, but if you, like, don't be cocky and don't, like, it took me so long to do, to get to that point and understand what it really was so that I'm able to um, give it out, right? I'm able to, like, because I, I allow my ego to die, when I'm dealing with people, this it's, it's what you're going to get. I don't care if I come off emotional. I don't care if I come off um, soft. I don't, I don't care. I know who I am and what I offer to life. I know, like, I, I just know. But I also know that I have to take these steps and make sure that I'm not, um, that I'm not harming nobody, right? I know I'm hard to deal with. Because I'm, um, and not even hard to deal with, let me say, let me, let me not say that. I used to be hard to deal with because I didn't, I, I didn't have understanding. Now it's a completely different situation with me mentally. And it's super duper crazy because a few weeks before my birthday, right? No, 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 no. Let me, let me not start there. I was about 30, eh, between 30 and 35. I don't remember the exact year. 
but I had I had come up in my mind or I had, had had this thought of the future, right? Because every, tomorrow's not promised for one, um, and nothing you know truly lasts forever without conflict, chaos, whatever. So it's like in my mind, I'm thinking about the 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 best that my that my life could be and the worst, right? And so I had already made up in my mind, okay, if you aren't in a relationship at 40, meaning like if you're not solidified in a relationship and you aren't dating, ho is life. <laughs> like, like I'd already made that up in my mind. Like that's that I'm writing this out with me and my kids and just being for the streets safe. Like I get tested. Y'all make sure y'all get tested. Um, make sure that them Jones is up to date. Um, yeah. But I had said to myself almost a decade ago, cause I just 40 is not old for me, but cause like now I like, I just feel like I'm living to be honest with you. I think I said that, um, even before I turned 40, like uh, my 30, the mid 39, I felt like I was just not living. Right. But I said to myself, then if, if, if I'm dolo by then, that's what's going to happen. I'm just, I'm for the streets. If I don't feel a connection by then I'm for the streets. I'm just going to raise my kids and just do what I do. Right. Completely wave the white flag like this. It's over. Like, so meditating and praying, stretching. And I'm just like, just talking to my ancestors. Yo, this is it. We, we made it like we got a business going about to start my coaching classes. Like I'm telling you, like when I tell you, I reconcile all of that shit. Like I was gravy signed up for my grief coaching classes, um, looking for a crib, um, getting a business, like, like mentally getting a business where I want to get the business. Right. My birthday come around, y'all know I was really, really stressing just because I don't know how to celebrate me, even though, you know, this is 40, whatever. I don't know how to, I don't know what to do, but I said to the, you know, hey, listen, that's it. We, let's get going. What we, what we got going on? Sitting at my computer working. And I'm like, hmm. I emailed myself something, right? Because I'm... Um, I was sitting there working. I see my ex's name in my email. Immediately start panicking. I was so confused. I opened an email and my heart start beating so fast. So, so fast. Wasn't nothing crazy. Like, wasn't, wasn't even like that. I immediately felt refreshed. So many pieces that are, are so much darkness that for whatever reason, I couldn't feel. So many pieces of confusion inside of me, like that created weird frequencies, right? Just reading that email, 
so much light. And I'm honest. I say all the time, this is my motherfucking podcast. I can give it up how I want to give it up. Judge your mother. Immediately refreshed. Immediately. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. So I had to go pray about it. Like, yo, <laughs> I'm not responding to this shit. Like, what? Like, do you know what I had? Like, one, do you know what I had to go through? to get over you, but two, not gonna hold you, like, I was like, ah, like, <laughs> not gonna hold you, but I had to pray about it, yo, Lord, I can't do this, man, I, like, nah, come on, bro, I just said, like, it's over, and again, I do not want to disrespect her in no kind of way and act like she was trying to get at me or, or anything like that, that was not the case, I want to be very clear about that, it was just a happy birthday, I'm that nigga. And I was like, hey, listen, I can't be your friend for real. I'm trying to, I will ruin and try to ruin every single goddamn relationship you tell me about as your friend. The emotions are too high. I never think I was going to talk to her again. So I'm like, yo, I'm, this is what it is. Like, I don't have time to play with you for real. This ain't, this, this not new. Like, we, we, for four years, like, fam, I don't care if, if, if we was apart 10 years, 20 years, right? The four years that we spent together, it was so traumatic. Like, we were both in traumatic situations, are leaving traumatic situations, and the connection that we had, was it just was there. It Like, I prayed for what I prayed for. She showed up. I don't know why. I don't know how, but she showed up. From the day that I've met her, it's been intense. She's been out of my presence for six, seven years. It's still intense. The, the sight of the email fucked me up. And I'm like, yo, I can't. No, no, and no. She's like, bro, quit playing on me. Like, because I'm not going to. Essentially, she's like, quit playing on me. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not calling. I'm, I'm not. No. 48 hours later, shit felt so right. But I'm scared, because while you're here, like, like I, I said earlier, like, I'm very intentional. I'm very deliberate while you're here, right? She's so emotionally autistic that, like... <laughs> She's such a tomboy, first of all. <laughs> but I didn't know why, like, I didn't know why she was here. Like, why would you contact me? Like, you know what we went through. You know how hard I love. I know how hard you love, right? We never had a conversation about none of the wrongs. We never had a conversation about um, our feelings, for real. Like, we just really was on some, the shit just, it, it fell into place so perfect that when the real things that bothered us came, we didn't know how to deal with it. We didn't know how to talk to each other for real. 
Like we didn't we didn't sit each other down and talk to each other. Like we are so business oriented um, and so uh, parent oriented. Like we just boom, 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 boom. We never sat down. Hey, hold on. Look, let me talk to you for real. We never did that shit. We didn't almost beat up people on a, on, on a little lunch date, little, not even a little, not even a, a real date, just going to grab something to eat. We didn't have our situations to where we lost our babies. Their, her kids looked at me like their dad, my kids looked at them like their mom, like it was so much, so intense. The kids was young. The kids was at that point to where whatever the foundation was in those years was the foundation. I don't know how her kids feel about me now. But I know that for me, I never, like my parental instinct for, like I call them my kids still to this day. Like I said, we haven't seen each other six, seven years. But if some motherfucking kids call me, email me, text me, whatever, and they need something, I'm going to make sure that they have it. Not because of her, but because them is my kids. Like, I was introduced to them at a very, very young age in that time period that we were together. It meant a lot. It meant a whole lot. But again, my mind is like, yo, why she here? What, like, what am I to do? Like, what am I, what, like, 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 how do I handle this for real? And I was like, well, in my mind, in my mind, I'm like, I mean, I'm not about to be talking to her like that. Like, I'm, I'm tough now, right? I'm tough. I ain't about to be talking to her like that. It is what it is. Anytime that motherfucking phone ring, I'll be answering. I don't know what I'm looking for. I don't. I don't know. It's, it's her, though. It's difficult. Like, it's one of those things, like, if I, like I'm going to always answer. So I'll be, like, I'll have to, like, delete apps, block, delete email from a phone, like, because I'm going to answer. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I still want to know why she's here, but I think because I want to know why she's here, that's what allow that that is what allows me to answer and not be so mad. Like people be people be so, people be so mad, man. People be so mad. Um, I've been told her I was like, yo, like you you like this is weird to me. Um, the timing of of it because like I literally. I literally was was really about to go ham in these streets, like I, like oh god, like I was about to go stupid. And so again, not saying that she's trying to get at me or anything like that. Or that's not what um, the emails were about. It just was catching up. It just was, you know, it's what it's supposed to be. Right. In our conversation, though, in one of our conversations, she helped me even, you know, yet again. But it hurt. It didn't hurt because she said it. It hurt because I know it's true. 
um, she had said something to the effect like, when we were going through it, you didn't approach me as a man would approach his, his wife or girlfriend. You approached me as a father approaches a child. And that fucked with me. I went from, why are you hitting me up out of the blue? To now I'm intrigued because she doesn't, she, she doesn't share emotions for real. Like, I know her. I'm aware of her. So I have to say certain things. Like, I have to, I have to drop a breadcrumb for her to respond in a way that I get the answer. Um, so when she said that, it, it like, one, I was proud on the inside because she don't do that. But two, it fucked me up because it was true. I said multiple podcasts where uh, that we get so enthralled in the identity of the thing that we do the most. I'm a father, right? I have, at the time, I have five kids, right? Four of which at the time I was, it was Dolo, right? Yeah. I meet her. She has three kids. Immediately, like, I, I will never forget the first day I met them. I stood at the door. I stood at the front door um, of their place because I didn't just want to walk in or whatever. Like, the kids... I'm a stranger. I spoke to them. They spoke to me. I remember her sitting, like, she was standing on uh, the opposite side of the room. She was like, why are you being weird? I'm like, I'm just trying to get to know them. Like, I, not get to know them, but I'm just trying to speak to them. Like, relax. I loved them kids, to like, from day one. Like, them was my, them was my kids. Right? Fathering seven kids in whatever way, whether it's financial, emotional, um, and believe like uh, I had, if I'm not mistaken, I was going like twice a month out there um, until they had moved here. I had no clue that that's how I was approaching her. I had no clue that's how I was talking to her. I was lost in the identity of being a parent and um, making sure that all of the kids were taken care of. And I got lost in being a father. I didn't know how to differentiate my tone. I didn't know how to differentiate uh, Aggression. I didn't know how, like, my mind, like, when she said that, so much shit came to my mind, right? I'm just remembering conversations and interactions, like, oh, shit, I can see how that looks like I'm talking to you like a child or I'm approaching you like a child. She said something else to me. She was like, you, you, you didn't, uh, uh, what did she say? 
you didn't have any grace. You didn't take into consideration of the things I had been through. And when I tell y'all that was one of the most hurtful things that could have been revealed to me um, because of what, it, what she went through. I never thought about it as it resulted in how I dealt with her and how I dealt with the kids. I was fathering them as if they had the life that the boys here had. Like they didn't just go through a traumatic experience. Yeah, these the, uh, my boys was dealing with the situation um, of their mother not being as involved. That's traumatic. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you, but for what those boys went through, that should have been on my mind in every interaction. And it wasn't, and I can't fix that. But it fucked me up when she said that. Because, again, I keep telling y'all, I'm, I'm about accountability. I'm about understanding. I don't know how to fix it if I don't know you hurt. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to move if you never tell me. And so when she said that, I start, I just, I, I'm just flashing back of how I handled things, how things that I said, how I moved, how I behaved. And so I apologized. Like, straight up, like, not one of them fake ass, I'm sorry, but you, you didn't think about this or you didn't think about that. But I genuinely apologize and I meant that shit. Because I want grace and I want forgiveness and I don't want to be talked to like a child, especially about my partner. But I never, I, I, like, it didn't dawn on me. I'm a parent. Like, anybody who knows me knows I'll take parenting over anything. I like little babies, big babies, like no, no dogs. Well, yeah, none of that shit. Yeah. But anybody who knows me, that's, that's who I am. I had no idea that's how I was moving. And now, like when she said that, I'm like, well, damn. Do I talk to everybody like that? Does everybody feel like, you know, when I'm talking to them that I'm talking like I'm on them like a child? Does everybody feel like I don't give them grace? But then I like it also made me think about the why. I don't know man stuff because a man taught me for real. I know man stuff from watching my brothers like day to day, watching my friends on the street day to day. Like, like again, I'm not blaming. I'm not like I'm not blaming my parents. I'm not blaming my uncles. I'm not, I'm not, because who knows how I was acting as a child, as a teenager, like, was I open, receptive to, to anything? It's so, it's so much trauma in my mind that I can't even really, uh, uh, pinpoint a lot of stuff on, um, just off rip. Like I have to really, really think about it. I don't ever want, like, The talking, the, the, the approaching her as if she was a child, like, I can reconcile that. I, like, I can't. Like, and, it, and it'll, like, I apologized, and 
I meant it and I can let that part go. The part that is bothering me the most is you didn't give me grace. You didn't think about the things that I went through to that got me to this point. I'm different now, but it doesn't change my behavior from then. And now we're having this opportunity to have these conversations and, you know, little by little, you know, she'll express whatever she, she feel like she, she needs, she has to express. And I'll be able to help reconcile that feeling that she has of, do you even care that you did that? Like, does it bother you that it, that that thing hurt me? Right. We never had those conversations before. I, I, I never said nothing to her about or I never had a real conversation about how I really felt at the time. Until recently, we're just now like, again, six, seven years later, we're just now strong enough to say, hey, this is what broke me. Do you do you understand? Because it's not even to be honest with you, it's not even about for me. It's not even about apologies. I apologize because. I want fucking grace and this woman that I loved so much is telling me, hey, you did not allot me that. Who do I think I am? Who was I? Did I not allow her grace because I was arrogant? Did I not allow her grace because I lacked understanding? Like, who was I? So we've been drifting for all this time, having these feelings about each other for each other, having these conversations that clearly needed to be had, and we just never had them for whatever reason. I'm grateful that I stood still to heal myself so that I could hear that. And I could say, you know what, I apologize. Instead of hearing that and say, why are you attacking me? And you did this and you said this and you didn't think about this and you didn't think about that. See, what happens in life is we get to listening to people. Um, we get to allowing people in our space uh, that don't belong. We... Uh, accept other people's traditions and opinions uh, and behaviors and we don't work the things out for who we are as people, right? I was wrong in how I responded to her. We both were wrong for lack of communication. I'm glad I'm breathing enough to have had a conversation with her and understand what she felt. I would have left me too. I would have left me for that, not for the not for the lick back. Again, I'm gonna say this again. Hey fellas, y'all better be careful trying to get your lick back. Fuck around and ruin your entire life. I never knew how much like I know who I am to people. Right. I'm very extreme, very loving, very much. I'm a get in your skin. Right. 
But when you are that way, you don't realize what you miss when shit go left, right? Nobody care about my health, for real. Nobody got no ideas of, um, like, how to make me better. No gestures, no, hey, like, she can look at me and be like, hey, that's what's wrong with you. Oh, wait, she, well, before I say that, it ain't magic. She, like, I believe that it's the intensity of us, but she is um, in the medical field, so. But she'll look at me and, and can tell. I didn't realize how much I needed that until I start going through medical shit by myself. Like, wait, I don't know, I don't, like, so many times I wanted to call her. Hey, what is that medicine that they, that they had me on for this? Or what is that medicine they had me on for that? Or what did they tell me to do last time? Not sex. Not company. Like, it was real shit missing. Like, like yo, you don't realize that. So her hitting me up out of the blue, it affected so much. It made me think so much. I'm like, yo, one, why are you here? Two, how long are you going to be here? Three, yo, Wes, popping. Because again, I have to be honest with my, I like, one of the things about me is being honest to myself. And being honest to myself is, like I said to her, yo, don't, you don't want to be my friend. I'm trying to ruin your relationship. I'm telling you, as soon as you, as soon as you sound like you're going on a date, I'm going to be hating. I'm going to, I'm going to get awkward. I can't be your friend like that. So why is you here? Why, is you, why, why are you talking to me? And we have to realize this as, as just human beings, how important it is to be prepared for things. Like I wasn't prepared for her to call me. I was, or I wasn't prepared for her to email me or say anything to me ever again. I was prepared emotionally because I reconciled in general I'm not I don't have no more romantic emotions available I don't so I'm not looking for a I'm not looking for a new partner I'm not looking for um, a long-term connection with anybody I'm chilling minding my business I can I can sit still and 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 be who I am like, I've been beating my meat this long. Like, so I'm not on this. How can I put it? I'm just, my mind is just completely different, right? I don't have, I really don't have, have time, time to play. I'm too, I'm, I'm too old. And not saying that she, she's attempting to play with me. Um, I'm just too old and where my mind is, um, and let's just keep it a buck. I do not feel safe with anyone in that relationship space. And I mean, authentic relationship, let's live life except for her. I am willing to sit still and be single for the rest of my life, though. And just be on whole shit. Right? I hope that, uh, like, I hope that makes sense. Like, I just don't, 
I, I'm too old for that shit. Like, I know, like, people be laughing, like, oh, like, I'm tired of telling people my favorite color and shit like that. Like, I'm tired of feeling like I finally got a partner, and then I don't. I, can ima- I cannot imagine at 40 trying to date and then actually breaking up. Like, my mind's just like, what? Like, I just can't, so I don't, I don't date. Like, I don't, I don't do none of that shit. Like, it's, it's me, my kids, we chilling. Relaxed. Like, I, I, I just put in the universe, hey, if it's meant for me, it, it, it's, it's meant for me. My brother, it's funny because my brother was like, hey, man, like, you ever going to be, like, you think you ever going to be in, a, in another, like, for real relationship? Because I've been in relationships since I was eight years old. I've been loving this hard since I was eight years old, right? And I was like, man, D-Duck, nah, man. Nah, bro, so I said it's over. He was like, it's over. Man, don't say never. I said, bro, listen, I'm telling you right now that for me, I'm not going to look for nobody. I said, my girlfriend is Poetic Properties, Peacefully Flawed Apparel, Complex the Poet, Hill Avenue, period. My priorities is my kids, this business, healing, period. If somebody gonna come, hey, it's up to them. I'm, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm not looking for nothing. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. My brother, like, just, you, 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 you gotta be prepared. And because he always taught me that, because he's always said, hey, you never know what's going to happen. He's always told me, hey, prepare for the thing that you want. So when it comes, you could just you, you you're just there. And again. I'd already made up in my mind, like that last relationship was the last relationship. Because I, I never felt like that in any relationship. I never experienced that in any relationship. Like and I was whole ass married with kids. And I'm not even, it's not even to say it as a comparison. It's, it's, I'm just being honest with my feelings. I didn't know that, like, I had no idea what that was. I, I haven't cried over a, a, a woman or a young woman since I cried over Mecca in like 10th grade or 11th. No, I think it was 11th grade. That was the last time I cried over a, a, a young lady. And I mean, like, I was. <laughs> My ex, listen, I told y'all I had to sleep on, like, I was so attached to her. I had to sleep on the couch because I kept waking up reaching for her for two years. I, I, listen, man, I don't, listen, I didn't know what that was, man. I don't, I, 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 I'm being honest though. So her coming out of the blue, like, it fucked me up. But it also triggered other thoughts of other things. It also made me feel like, all right, 
are you forgiven as you say that you that you are? Because early on, I'm like, if she talk, if she don't apologize when she talked to me, blah 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 blah, like ego, cocky. I'm the best thing ever happened to her. Blah blah blah. blah. Oh wow, she the best thing ever happened to me. Oh wow, we both just two dumb fucking idiots, not realizing. A, y'all need to have a real conversation and figure this out. So what did I do as I'm healing? Lord, calm my emotions down. All that that I'm giving out, all that love that I'm giving out, all that energy that's coming out of me that's exuding, uh, exuding love and, and care, L give it to me so I can control it, please. And that's what happened. I was able to learn myself. I was able to, even through the pain, I was able to start understanding myself. Right. I was talking to my brother. He's like, man, I, I understand how you think a little bit better now. I understand how things affect you, how they do and, and, and why. I felt so amazing. Right. So it's like. He says that and he's like, how do you, he said, how do you feel? Because I told him because he's very protective. How do you feel? I don't know. Oh, like, feel amazing to be honest. Like, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, is she trying to get back with you? You trying to get back with her? I don't, I don't know. Because I'm sitting down. I'm sitting still. I said I never feel how I felt before. Like she, the last person I felt that with, and it's still hella intense. Who knows? I can't allow myself to. I can't, cause I'm, listen, for her, I'm easy. I be trying to be like, nah, like, but I'm easy. But I'm scared, cause I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I didn't, let me not even say scared. I guess I'm intrigued to, to, to kind of figure out where this goes or how it goes. Cause it was just out of the blue. Right. And like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't like no deep, detailed shit like on the intro. It was just like, all right, happy birthday. Hope you good. Pray, you know, praying that everything's straight. I'm like, nah, fam, I'm not like the shit is in shambles. But life is is life. Right. I was I, I, I had already. It's funny because. I don't think if I hadn't had that moment with myself that I would be this calm, right? I mean, I, 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 cr I cried how I cried. You coming in here like a wrecking ball. I still have nine minutes left. Like, I cried how I cried. You're fine. But it wasn't as intense. It wasn't as, it wasn't a, it, how can I say this? It wasn't like the cry before, 
right? The two year cry. It was a cry of release. It was a cry of me being refreshed. It was a cry, if I'm being honest, of just having the opportunity to have the conversation, have a conversation with her because it was shit that I needed to say, right? Whether she accepted it or not, it was things that I needed to say and not like on no bully stuff, but I needed to say what I needed to say, right? And I never thought I would have the opportunity to do so. I needed her to know where my mind was. I needed her to know what I felt for real. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if anybody judges me. I needed her to know that regardless of what happens in life, the love that I have for you was real. It's not an addiction anymore. It's not like, fam, I needed her to know that shit. What she does with that information is between her and God or her and whoever. But I'm comfortable. I said what I said and I meant that shit. But I was able to do that because I was prepared. So when 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 things are are hitting me left and right, excuse me, I'm able to defend, right? I'm a warrior for me. Without healing, I'm not there. Without therapy, I'm not there. Without me studying what I study, I'm not there. Without me understanding grace, right? Now it makes sense why I move so tough in unconditional love. It makes sense to me now. I, I didn't before. But I didn't before because I, I, I clearly didn't feel like it was offered to me and it was a tit for tat. And that was one of the things that um, that was a part of my healing journey. Right. Is understanding when to respond and how to respond. Being able to be strong enough to. Walk away. Or. Be able to. Uh, uh, um, articulate whatever it is you need to say. Like for me, like like I said, now I'm not arguing with you. Just like I tell my kids, because my rule with my kids is I don't like I don't care what's going on. I don't care what I say. Right? I'm an adult, whatever. But I don't care what I say to you. You have an opportunity to respond to me. But the agreement is, and, and this been this way since they was little, if what you say does not alter my thought and, and my stance, then that's what it is. So articulate your words properly. Twin always wins. I think Junior is like maybe 60-40. In the, the, in the littles, they don't really be challenging me like that. But say what you're going to say, right? I now apply that to arguing as an adult because I should be able to say what I need to say very, very clearly. And you should be able to hear that and respond very, very clearly. If nothing changes by that transaction nothing else needs to be said un like until we can articulate it better because if I give you my best articulation of my hurt my pain my confusion and you give me your best response or vice versa and it doesn't change there's a problem
because that means one of us or both of us is refusing to compromise our emotions, refusing to see it from a different perspective. I told y'all, like for me now, because I looked for, because I looked through so many perspectives besides my own, through every single thing that I've done, I'm very, very hard on listening or uh, uh, listening to people's perspective on situations. Because I, I, I've been the listener. I've been talked down on, I've been manipulated, I've been mind fucked, I've been all of those things before. I'm not doing that again. So for me, I'm if I have something to say to you, I'm gonna tell you clear as day. It's not me trying to be rude, it's not me trying to be hurtful, it's just me saying how I feel. If you are listening just to respond, I can't fool with you. I need some type of understanding because I learned grace. I learned how to sit down and listen. Like that shit, when she said that, listen, bro, when she said that, I don't even know if she was finished talking, but it hurt me so much that I put that on her, that I made her feel like she she didn't have room for error. That Oh my God, that, that, that hurt. And I just, I, I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I apologize because that's not that, that, that I had no clue. We as human beings have to understand the, the, the severity of being prepared. We have to understand the severity of, of understanding. Um, things are going to continue to to come out of the blue on, at us, and either we're going to be able to handle it, or we're going, or we're not. Right, and then we're going to lose out on so many things because we lack understanding, we lack belief in ourselves. A, a lot of things that we go through is because we keep on trying to live outside of who we are. I told my ex, I said, yo, your life is happening how it's happening because you're trying to sow, are you trying to harvest life from seeds we planted together? I meant that. Wasn't cocky, wasn't arrogant. Um, I hope it didn't come off that way to her. I said that because I believe that and because I believe that I set the fuck down. Any idea me and her ever came up with together, anything we ever talked about together, none of that shit got done. None of it. Like once we broke up, the, that idea, that thing, that thought, that shit gone. I'm not taking myself through none of that with nobody else because I didn't build that with you. The 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 love and care that I have for these kids, yeah, that 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 that's that's been me. But she's the one that taught me understanding for real when it comes to the kids because of what her and, and, and those boys had been through and the conversations that, that we had, I'm like, oh shit, like I really gotta start looking at this a little bit different. We get so scared, we get so confused at, at these things that, um, that try to come for us. The fear is, is lack of understanding and you have to be strong enough to, to try to ascertain it. You have to believe in yourself enough that uh, you're, you're doing the right thing. 
Uh, don't, like I said, we, we leave situation too soon. Sometimes we stay too late. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky situation to be in trying to figure out where do I belong? How do I belong? Who do I belong with? Do I, do I belong with anybody? The journey is so, uh, the journey that we have in life, the things that we have to go through and try to figure out, it's crazy. Super, super crazy. It's like, <sighs> her re-entrance was like a 90 sitcom. And it was like two days worth of flashbacks. Flashbacks of our friendship, um, of traveling um, back and forth, um, cooking. Um, at the time, this lady stole our chicken. Like, so many things just start flowing in my mind about back then. So many things that are kind of difficult to to even kind of relive not even because they was bad but because there it's it's no more right and it's about being it's about being true to ourselves um it's about being honest to people that we love it's about being able to tell people that we love them and mean it and even if it don't even if it's not the love that you are looking for or or whatever, you, you got to be honest. We have to stop taking people's, um, we have to stop taking people's word for our life and we have to live our own lives. We have to be prepared to handle the things that come. And in order to do that, we have to reconcile a lot of stuff within ourselves. We have to, to say to ourselves, we're willing to do this and not willing to do that. I'm willing to be here and not willing to be there. And we have to understand that. Like I, I, I told her, I, I was so hell bent on not losing you. I never set you down and told you how I need to be loved. I never told you or I never asked you, how do you need to be loved for real? Like, we just going off vibes and addiction. And that failed us, you know? And if the universe is, 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 is allowing this to possibly be something else, then that's what it is. All I know is that I got an opportunity to say what I needed to say. I'm so grateful that she popped up out of the blue, um, just being honest. I'm so grateful that, you know, she was finally strong enough to to reach out, even if it was just to say what's up or if it was genuinely just to, to say happy birthday. I'm appreciative of that. Like, you know, therapy helped me so much, but like I told y'all, therapy wasn't enough for me. Like, it, therapy is just, I can't just do that and not anything else. And so... Between that, between me studying, between the podcast, it's just like I'm just a completely different person and I'm prepared for for whatever whatever life brings. I've experienced pain of losing a, a, a parent. I've experienced pain of losing a child. I've experienced pain of losing true love. All that shit molded me into the king that I am today. All of it did. 
I'm standing still. I'm being who I'm supposed to be for myself. I'm healing for myself, not for anyone else, but for myself. Everything that I do, I tell my kids all the time, like there are gonna be moments that it's for you. It's gonna be moments that I'm that that I'm solely gonna be on some on some shit just cause y'all my kids and I gotta do it. But I'm more leaning now because they're older. Like I gotta I gotta put me first. I gotta put me first, Lucius. You feel me? I gotta put me first. Um, and that goes, that's in any situation, right? Whether it be, you know, if I'm trying to get back with her or if we get back together, whether it, uh, it be with the kids, like the kids are, Junior wants to go to college here in Arizona. I want him to go somewhere else. Um, I'm already, you know, I'm already preparing myself to move to a different state. Like I got to put me first. I have to start thinking about my happiness. Like these kids going, these kids are going to go to college and, or get jobs and move out. Definitely, except for one of my kids, but they're definitely going, they're going to move. So I'm at the point now to where I got to start making plans for that because I can't keep on, I can't keep on sitting here for them. And what I mean by sitting here, like I can't keep on having this insecurity of, dang, I got hella kids. Nobody's going to date me. They're going to think I'm trying to use them for, for help and stuff like that. And then I just be thinking about it. Like, I listen, when people find, like, I see how women look at me, like, when it's like, oh, that he a single dad. And then I'll be like, nah, I got custody and they live with me. Completely changed. It's like, wait, what? Nah, yeah, these is mine. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, listen. I know they be talking about a bunch of cats <laughs> online. I'm not that. Like, my, my kids here. Like, you, you clearly, you just saw my son just bust in like the police. But it'd be like that. We got to understand, man, there's so much darkness in the world. But we always have the ability and opportunity to get to the light. Yo, thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to peacefullyflawed.com for your Peacefully Flawed apparel, shoes, podcast, merch. Also, get a copy of King's Collective over there. It's a book of poems written by yours truly, Complex the Poet. Uh, stream any of my albums. If you want to uh, support the pod, you can go over to Good Pods, download that app. It has a tip jar. You can also go over to uh, the Complex Twitter's page, and that has a tip jar as well. Or you could just keep liking, sharing, commenting, however you see fit. Just know that I appreciate y'all. Um, and with that, let's crack the bottle open. I'm so excited, y'all. Like, I can't believe, like, it's it's been 100 episodes. I should have did this before because I don't even know how to pop this for real. Like, I'm not even a champagne type of guy. But we're going to pop this junk and celebrate um, in celebration of the 100th episode. Like, I'm so super-duper hype. Um, I'm glad. Or I'm, I'm happy how the pod turned out today. Um, grateful for whoever's listening. Please share it if you can. Um, comment, you know. Oh, let's see. This is crazy. I didn't drop something. Again, I'm not a champagne person, so if this mess up, it mess up. Yep, it's just a little bit because I don't need to do nothing crazy. 
Here's to a hundred episodes of truth, honesty, love, pain, chaos, hurt, breakthrough. We did it. We got to a hundred and hopefully we get to a hundred more as long as I'm breathing. I'm going to try to give you guys an episode a week. I love you guys. Remember, no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Cheers.